you know, sometimes we can go through life and we wonder, hmm, is this really making a difference? Is this reaching anybody? Or am I just doing this because I feel called to do it? That's definitely been my struggle. I've been doing Touch by Prayer for, this is my fourth year. And God is so good. He is so wonderful and so faithful that he will send just the perfect word of encouragement. And I'd like to read it to you. This was actually a message that I got on my Touch by Prayer page. And I actually got this July 25th. I think it was pretty much at a time that I just needed that boost to say, you're going in the right direction. And this is what it read. It says, I just love you. I listen to your podcast every day, sometimes three or four a day. I was raised in a church that didn't believe in miracles and how God talks to us and gifts of the Holy Spirit. Well, about a month ago, I went to the doctor and he diagnosed me with depression and wanted me on medication. Now, I'm not against medication, but in my spirit, I was told to decline the prescription and to do something naturally. I came across the kingsofeden.com, which is actually Michael King's website. I came across the kingsofeden.com about a year ago and revisited there, and there was a link for Touch by Prayer. I clicked on it, and I've been chasing after our Father ever since, but specifically the Holy Spirit, because I felt I've neglected him all these years. Since then, God has blessed me with two gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I love it. I actually feel butterflies in my stomach as if I'm falling in love. That's the only way I can describe it. I had no idea that God could be this intimate. Anyways, I'm always trying to talk to God every day because I don't want to stop or go backwards. Thank you for what you do and pray God blesses you with new gifts to enjoy. Jesus in another way. That was from Melissa Hope and she is my guest tonight and I really am so ecstatic to to share her with you guys because she's part of you guys. So welcome so much. Welcome to Touch by Prayer, Melissa. I am so honored to have you here. Hi, thank you so much. Thanks so, for having me. This is this is like so crazy because when I received that, it was like I read it to my husband, and then I, I actually reread it and I reread it just a couple of times. And it was like something inside of me was like, You see? See, you might not see it, but you're touching people. And that's the purpose of this show is to equip people through stories and testimonies of other people. So what I would love to do is I would love for you to talk about the whole way you actually found Touch by Prayer, because it really was a, a God-ordained thing. Oh, yes. Um, I actually woke up uh, one morning, and uh, I was hearing music, um, just really faint music. And um, I actually thought that it was a toy or something in my daughter's room, because, you know, as a parent, when you have a toddler, um, music plays all the time, so that's kind of normal. And uh, so my first instinct was to get up and um, go into my daughter's room and look for um, whatever whatever toy was going off. But um, actually, when I walked into her room, the music went away. Um, so I walked back into my room and the music came back. And I was like, well, where is this music coming from? This, this doesn't make any sense. And um, the night before I was listening to... Um, uh, some worship music like on YouTube or something. And um, so I had the the headphones in in the tablet. So um, I had I had the tablet turned off. But um, when I came back into the room the next, you know, the next morning, I came back into the room and I found my tablet and there's music playing inside the headphones. So I put, I you know, I put the earplugs in and it, it's just like a... I don't really know what the music was, actually. It was more like an introductory thing. It wasn't worship music. So I was just curious what it was. Um, the tablet wasn't even telling me what was playing. And um, so I started listening, and the introduction was Touched by Prayer. It was actually your voice. <laughs> and um, she was introducing, or you, you were introducing Michael Keane. And uh, the subject was uh, Gemstones from Heaven. And... Um, it, I I listened to the whole thing and I was just captivated by the subject. I've never heard of it before other than from his website before, but um, I never really, you know, searched for it or anything. It just showed up. And um, so after I finished, um, well, actually I didn't finish listening to it. My husband came in and asked me to watch my daughter really quick so he can mow the grass. And I said, okay, 
I'll just listen to the rest of it later. So I get up and I go watch my daughter. He finishes. I come back and I want to listen to the rest of it and I can't find it. I can't find it anywhere. I've, um, I, you know, like on your iPhone or your tablet, you can double click to get into the history of what you were listening to or what you were in. Um, there was nothing there. Nothing, nothing showed up that I was even on anything. And um, my husband is very computer savvy. Uh, it's his job. It, he went to college for it. And so I thought if anyone would get it, it would be him. So I give him the the tablet. You need to find this. I did not finish it. I really want to hear it because I was just really interested. And um, he was baffled. He had no idea what I was talking about. He's like, there's nothing on here. It doesn't show that you were even listening to anything. And um, so I searched it. I, I could remember Michael King. And um, so I searched it and I searched podcast and I found it. And so I fast forwarded it to the part that I left off. And um, when I got to it, only one more sentence needed to be said, and then the podcast was actually over. <laughs> so I think God was saying, oh, well, you already listened to it all. You don't need to listen to it, so you don't need to find it again. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and so, okay, so you couldn't actually find it, and you still don't know how it appeared, like, on your iPad. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. And for my husband to have no idea and he's, he's the answer in everything. <laughs> That's so funny. So then after you listened to the show, did you did you do a search for for Touch by Prayer? Yes, I did. And and then I fell in love ever since. <laughs> well, you know, the, yeah. the the very cool part Melissa is that once you and I became friends, um through Facebook we started to kind of interact here and there I actually had a guest and it was weird because my guest was Daniel McCormick who's a prophet and he's also an evangelist mm-hmm. but he and he's also a spiritual son so he was on my show and it was funny because as I was talking to him I actually heard him calling out words of knowledge for people. But so I, I asked him, I said, Daniel, I don't ever do this because I've never done that before. But I was like, I feel like God is telling me that you have a word of knowledge for someone. So you were happening to listening. You were listening to that show that day, weren't you? Yes, that is one of my favorite days, actually. Um, I, I want to go back about maybe two weeks before that. Sure. Um, what happened was, Two weeks before that, I was. Um, it was just a long day. Um, I think I drove a lot that day, and um, I used to get really bad migraines. Um, they would be to the point that I would be nauseous, or I couldn't even be in a room with light. And um, I just, I was just fed up with it because um, the stigmatism and um, just, just the stress of driving, I guess. But um, anyway, I, um, I was in my living room. And I was sitting on my couch, and I'm like, you know, Lord, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of having a headache all the time. I've, For people that really know me, I've had um, headaches ever since I was younger. I remember being sitting on a school bus, fourth grade, and um, coming home with a headache uh, with just because of how my like how I sit and stuff. And so it's just been something that's nagged me for a long time. And so. As a 30-year-old woman, I was like, I'm just sick of this. I'm going to start praying for it because I've seen how healing works, you know. And um, so I, I started I started praying on, on the couch for, for God to heal me. And I was praying with all the faith I had in Jesus' name. I had my eyes, uh, or I had my hand all over my eye. And, um, and I started um, praying for the healing. Well, what was strange about it is when I put my hand down and looked, my eyes were getting worse. And I was like, oh, what is going on? And I, and I prayed for like 45 minutes. And um, what, was, what was troubling is I, I, I feel like doubt was starting to come in. And, and so I was doubting, okay, maybe I shouldn't be praying. I'm like, Lord, if this is going to happen, I don't think I should be praying. And I heard in my spirit, I heard, go wash out your eyes. And so I got up and I went to the bathroom and I just filled water in my hands and I just splashed my eyes. And I did that. I think I did that six or seven times or so within 45 minutes. And um, every time I washed out my eyes, my eyesight came back. 
So I don't know if it was like a film that was building. Maybe God was really working on my eye. And um, there was a film that was creating, you know. And um, so it would cover my eyes so where I couldn't see. And then if I wash out my eyes, it washes it out. And it did feel like a film, too. It was weird. Um, and then people started coming home, and I didn't want to, you know, pray in the living room with, pe- with distractions. So I kind of gave up, to be honest. And um, I kind of felt like I failed, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't think that way. But anyway, um, two weeks later, um, I'm listening to your interview with Daniel McCormick, and um, in the end, he started to prophesy, and he says something like, I see a woman with glasses. And at first, I was like, oh, that sounds like me. Oh, but that's not going to be me. You know, I was dealing with a lot of, is it me? Is it not me? You know, and... Um, great you know well then I heard you speak actually and you said a lot of things that I know God was prophesying like he was using you to prophesy to me and you were talking about things that you did not know um you were mentioning um uh letters that there's someone out there who's writing letters uh from the Lord and you're and you're scared to give it to people or something like that and um, I actually had, um, I started a prayer closet, and I had a lot of love letters from the Lord that I wanted to give to people, but I, did, I was scared to give it to them. And so that was like a confirmation for me. So I started giving out love letters to people. And um, so I wanted to tell my husband about it. I was really excited because I really believed that that was for me. And so I told my husband, and I, and I showed him the part, and we fast-forwarded to the Word, and um, we listened to um, Daniel McCormick's uh, prophecy as well. And he, so he started and he said, there's a woman with glasses, uh, with thick glasses. And, and I was like, um, at first I was like, um, just wait, just wait until you get to Lisa's part. <laughs> well, when I heard glasses, my right eye started to, it felt like electricity just running through my eye. And it was, you couldn't imagine it. You couldn't. There was no, there was no doubt whatsoever. There was definitely something happening in my, in my eye, in my right eye. And, and not only that I could really feel it in my socket, but I felt it go all the way back into my, like to the back of my head. And it only happened when he was prophesying or if I was praying. And uh, cause a lot of people, if I tell the story, they're like, well, how do you know it wasn't like something wrong? No, it wasn't. The, every time I prayed over my eyes or if he prayed over my eyes, that's the only time I felt it. And so when this was happening, I was like, I was like, Michael, that's my husband's name, Michael, Michael, you won't believe it, but my eye, my eye. And I was actually punching my husband. I I was very ecstatic. And um, so anyway, I just, it was really strong. And I finally, um, I finally got a hold of Daniel after the fact. And, and I, I told him about like the, what I was feeling and so we started um, praying together for it because I wasn't really sure if I was healed. I, I was the doubt thing again. And um, the whole reason why I wanted the headaches to be gone and I wanted to be able to drive without my glasses. And um, so through a lot of prayer, I think, I think I was in my prayer closet for like three days before I decided this, but um, God inspired me to go to the DMV, like, Pretty much this is how God put it. Now, God, our God is a very loving God, but sometimes I think it takes God to say, look, you need to get over yourself and you need to do what I called you to do. And so that's pretty much what he said. Like God was like, look, you need to go to DMV and you need to take the vision test and pass it so you can drive legally. And, And so I was like, okay, I need to be obedient. So um, I go to the driver's test and or uh, driver's test, the, the vision test. And, um, I read the, the letters below and it went very quickly. And I was thinking maybe I was like halfway through it. And I heard the lady go, um, please sign below. And I just stopped and I looked up at her and I was like, what? And she said, please sign below right there. And I, Oh, did I pass? I, I couldn't even believe it. And, and she said, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a big deal at all, you know, and I just started bawling <laughs> right there. I started crying, and there was, a, there was a guy about my age, pretty rugged looking, to the right of me, um, getting his driver's license, 
and there were two people behind the desk. And the, the, I feel like this is the most important thing to remember when a miracle happens is the only thing that came out of my mouth was Jesus healed me. And I cried and I, I get emotional because it's so raw for me. But I dealt with the headaches for so long. And then, and then all of a sudden, I passed something that was, I couldn't pass the vision test before. Um, I remember being pregnant and they, they made me retake the test over and over and over again. I had to, I had to bite my tongue and I had to go get my glasses, come back to the DMV and um, take the test with my glasses and finally pass. But this time God healed me. And not only that, but I got to tell three people about Jesus that day. And it was just, it was amazing. And so that was the, that was a crossing point for me is, you know, God's very tangible. It's not just faith and it's planted in faith, but it's tangible too. And the, the very cool part of it was not only did, do you have the proof, you put it all, all over yeah. Facebook. <laughs> so yeah, and you I shared it with pictures. everybody. <laughs> I showed my temporary license. I was like, look, this is legit. This is real. You guys got to know this is Jesus. <laughs> you know, I want people to know it. You know, I live so long, you know, I'm 30 years old and, you know, I've kind of investigated you know, like the supernatural side of God and how God can be tangible. You know, I, I, I studied into it for a long time, but I didn't let it apply to my life. And I'm, I want to be very blunt. I want to be brave for just a second, but you know, Jesus, when he went to, he went to the cross, you know, he did, he did the last three years of his life. Well, before that he raised in wisdom and he lived his whole life for God. And, and he raised the dead. He cleansed the lepers. He did He healed the sick and he did all these beautiful things to show us of, of something, you know, so, something that's worth living for because of what he's doing, you know, and, and, and he took it all the way to the death, you know? And, and so that was just something that turned for me. It's like, I, I've been kind of lazy. I've been kind of lazy. I feel like it's time for people to know what God's capable of. He's so big, you know? So. And the other thing, too, is um, when we were talking about writing letters, you actually started a blog, which was really, yes. I was super excited for you that, that you were actually doing a blog. Because here you're able to use the gifts plus the stories to share in, in such a bigger way. Yes, and I think too, what's beautiful about a blog is it teaches you to be. Um, oh, what is? There's a verse. I think it's in Malachi where it says, "Write your visions yep. down." Yep, Malachi you know? two two. And mm -hmm. yeah, and I've realized the more I write, the more experiences I get to have. Well, you know, um, even yeah. No, I was going to say, Go you know, if if you're faithful with the small, then God is going to give you the more. So it's like as you start stepping out, as you start to speak to people, as you start to give your testimony, God's going to give you more testimonies to share because that's yes, who that's he is. True. That's who he is. I mean, the whole reason Touch by Prayer started is because I would actually come home. I was working at the time I was working at a department store for Clinique Cosmetics. And the four and a half years that I was at that Clinique counter, <laughs> I had incredible signs, wonders, and miracles happen at my counter. I mean, there were people who were getting deliverance sitting in my chair. There were people who I prophesied over. There were people who were physically healed. There were people who were spiritually healed. There were <laughs> people who, I mean, just, so I would come home and I would like tell my husband about it. And I would, and then of course, you know, it, it follows you. So what started just in the mall or just at my store, started to happen in the grocery store, happened in mm -hmm. church, would, would happen in the craziest of places. It just, it just started to happen. And then I have a very good friend of mine who said something. And I'll never forget it. When the, when the first time I ever did like deliverance over somebody, I was shaking. I was shaking so hard. I was so scared because I was shaking because like, and I, I think I've shared this before, but like in the 1950s, they used to, to get women skinny. They used to put like this band around them and they would shake them. And like their whole body would like vibrate. 
So the <gasps> first time that I tried to to pray over somebody, I was pr- just praying over him, but he had stuff. <clears throat> and what happened was um, I started to shake and I was so, so scared. So I called my friend and I, and I said to her, I said, Sandy, I go, I just don't know. I said, I was shaking and I didn't know what to do. She goes, well, that was deliverance. And I go, what? She goes, it's what you do now. She's like, you'll get up. You're going to have your cup of coffee. She goes, you might heal somebody. You might deliver You might deliver a demon out of somebody. You might go prophesy over somebody. It's just what you do now. It's who you are. And she made it just like, just like, oh, let me just go get a, you know, a dozen yeah. eggs. And oh, by the way, I'll, um, somebody might get healed on the process. <laughs> you know? You want fries with that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, but, but truthfully, that's what happened. That's what really happened. And the things. And you know what's funny? I shake too. Oh. I shake too. Oh, say, well, it, it's funny for me. I shook a lot in the beginning. And I, I'll never forget the, um, the one time I, oh gosh, I was shaking, Melissa. So I, I was shaking so bad. And I was, I was asking the Lord, I was like, Lord, make this stop, make this stop. And I heard him say, do you trust me? I said, I trust you, but I feel like I'm going to throw up. He said, you're not going to throw up. Do you trust me? And I said, yes, Lord. And, and I said, but make it stop. <laughs> he goes, do you trust me? I said, yes, Lord, but I'm going to throw up. He goes, you're not going to throw He'd said this three times. You're not going to throw up. Do you trust me? Finally, I, and I, this is after 40 minutes of shaking, by the way. And I'm, I'm hunched over shaking. Wow. Yeah. And so finally I said to him, I go, I trust you, Lord. As soon as I said, do what you have to do. Like that. As soon as I said that, it's, I stopped shaking. It stopped. And I've never shaken. Wow. Now my hand sometimes shakes, but for the most part, I don't shake. But I've since read some books and sometimes it's more of a deliverance that's happening with the shaking. It's like whatever's mm-hmm. not of God is getting shaken loose. <laughs> That's what I like to call it. So you're, you're kind of shaking and baking at the same time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So now let me ask you another question. Okay. You also uh-huh. have started, you've kind of stepped out and you've started like a Bible study with some women, right? Yes, I did. Um, we actually need to start back up this month though. So, um, but I got sick uh, about a week ago, so uh, but yeah, we started um, a Bible study. Um, there, well, there are some things I shouldn't be saying yet, but we are um, thinking about getting together and talking about um, actually being active. Um, you know, we all were raised in the church. Um, I feel like our next step is that we need to actually be active in going out and praying for people and stuff. And so that's kind of a little bit of a surprise for later. Um, my my main girl that's um, that's been there ever since the beginning. Um, uh, her and I we decided that okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to write down our dreams of what we want to do for the Lord, and we're going to pray about it. And whatever the Lord wants us to do, we're going to come t- together and we're going to tell each other what it is. And I bet it's going to be the same thing, and we're going to do it. <laughs> you Perfect. know. So, Perfect. but yeah, we're kind of changing from Bible study, um, or maybe we'll have like a Bible study once a month, and then um, and then every week we'll go out and go out and catch someone. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know that's the whole that's the whole premise of of Touch by Prayer. Truthfully, is mm-hmm. to inspire, yeah. to encourage, and to equip, so that people can say, "Well, I I heard Michael King." And, um, and I've heard Jesse Berkey and I've heard Kara Berkey and I've heard Praying Medic and I've heard Rebecca Clayton and I, I've heard about the mm-hmm. Wilcox and I've heard, I mean, there's so many people who have been on yeah, who have these incredible stories, incredible testimonies, inc- yeah. but it, it's sort of like, like, um, you and I kind of were talking about Sid Roth, it's supernatural. Like the mm-hmm. way that you kind of found me, I kind of found him. I was just flipping through channels and I saw something that said supernatural. And because that's who I was created to be with somebody who was supernatural, I stopped. But I didn't realize it was a Christian program until after she started talking about God. But by then, I was so hooked into this story. And it was crazy because it was it was about this woman. She wrote a book. Actually, her son wrote a book. He was in this... Um, 
he was in a horrible accident and he was actually thrown through the windshield. And so she, she wrote this book with, I guess they did it together and it was called Letters from God. But it, it, it was so, it was so cool because I was like, wait, God can do that. Wait, God can do this. Wait, you, you, you know, what is this and what is that? And I thought it was just like a fluky kind of thing that I found it. There was no fluke because right after that, I actually got the book, The Shack. So it's like God was on this fast track to start to change me. That's what he started to do. Wow. You know, so let me ask you a question. What are some of the things that you have seen now that you're starting to operate in this new way of Christian living? Um, well, uh, the first thing I did that I felt was very crucial for me personally um, was start a, a prayer closet. And um, I started writing down, and I actually meant to bring some of my notes from my prayer closet to share, but I left it upstairs. But um, it's taped to the wall. <laughs> but um, anyway, I started a prayer closet, and um, I, I, put, I wrote on the papers the things that I felt was really important. And I wanted to be closer to the Lord um, through all the different testimonies from your show, um, I feel like there's a little bit of everything. And so I kind of discovered, uh, I discovered this through Sid Roth, the show too, but um, how we have, you know, we have natural five, five natural senses. You know, you've got your taste, touch, smell, sight, and hear. And um, well, I'm discovering that there is actually um, supernatural, five supernatural senses of the same thing. And um, so I kind of, and I've, so far, I've actually um, have experienced all of them, um, but I'm not sure about taste, if that really um, counts, because I had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream that I was eating, and uh, I was actually eating a lot of ice cream, <laughs> so I don't know if that counts, but um, or if it's just more of a vision, but, but um, I actually have a whole list of things here of stuff that happened to me. Um, I think the one that really just shocked me and bombarded me the most was um, seeing in the spirit. I've learned a lot from um, even Michael King. Um, I know he doesn't um, talk a lot about seeing in the spirit, but um, I was just fascinated with the whole gemstones from heaven. I know I do understand that it can be controversial, but um, that's where Holy Spirit comes into play. And I ask Holy Spirit, all right, where I, I really want to know um, is it from you? And I pray that if it is from you, I want to see it, you know? And so that's what I was praying for a while, um, along with other, a lot of other things too. And, um, so what happened was, um, I was listening to some worship music, uh, for the first time from someone on Facebook. And, um, and I was, when I first started playing it, it just flooded my heart with peace. I had, I was like resting and, um, and I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. Like, I don't know what it was. And I really think it was Holy Spirit. It, it has to be because, um, I have, I do have a musical background, so I know what peaceful music sounds like, but this was different. It was, it was just something where I, I didn't want to move. I didn't want to, I didn't want to breathe. I didn't want, you know, there was just something about it. And I was just really soaking in that music. It was, it was very, um, it was, it was effortless. And, um, so after maybe five, 10 minutes of that, um, my husband comes in and he asked me, um, if I can watch my daughter for about, um, an hour or so. And I said, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just bring the music out into the living room and, um, and I'll just wait till you're done. And then I'll, I'll just, you know, soak with music again. And so I go out into the living room and I, take uh, my phone and I turn up the volume because I wanted to still hear the music. I still wanted it kind of in the atmosphere. And I set it down uh, beside my uh, couch and my TV was really loud. And since no one was watching it, I decided to turn it off. So I put my phone down, I turn around, I pick up my, uh, I pick up the uh, uh, TV controller, turn it off. I turn it back down. I turn, I turn back around to go into the kitchen as soon as I turned around, um, it's like I stepped in another realm. I, I can't explain it. And, and it's really hard to explain something you've never seen before. But the best way I can describe it is 
there were gemstones everywhere in my living room. It was, they shone like lights. They shone like um, little flashlights or something. And, um, and it was something, it, it was a knowing within me, I guess. And um, there, they were everywhere. The ones that were furthest from me were the biggest ones. They were big, like, like the, as big as the palm of your hand. And then the ones that were like right at my feet were the smallest. And then um, there were two, there were two floating in the middle of the room. It was, it was nuts. <laughs> Uh, my husband was standing at the door to the right of me and my daughter was playing on the floor and they didn't see it. I, I was the only person that saw it. And I, I guess it's because I prepared myself for it and I just prayed for it, you know? And, and when I turned around, I actually gasped for air because I was not thinking about that. I was not, you know, it wasn't, you know, it was just, it was something that completely bombarded me. It wasn't in my imagination. It like, came it was just there and um and I looked over at my husband and and I'm like you need to start praying for God to show you that he's real because you are missing out (laughs) like that's that was my reaction this is the only thing I could say and um so I was really curious about that so I messaged um uh Michael King and and I asked him about the the like the lights and stuff and he thinks that the, those were gemstones on the floor, but he thinks that the two that were floating in the were actual angels, and and he has um, he's ha- has experienced you know things like that and heard other testimonies that relate to that. And what what's so interesting to me is I didn't even know that, and it happened to me. You know, so it's not something I could have learned; it just happened. Well, I you think know? so. That's... I think that one's the one. That really got my attention. I think that sometimes what happens is um, when when we see something, when we experience something, God is so faithful that he will help us to confirm what we see, yeah. what we heard, you know, just just what we felt, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. we'll, we'll start to, you know, we'll say, well, maybe I was just imagining it because, you know, we... We have a very strong imagination, especially for creative. I'm very creative. And I feel mm-hmm. that sometimes I can, my mind can just kind of take off and start dreaming about different things or experiencing things. But when something happens, that is, it, you just know. You just know. I, I, oh, I, yeah. I just can't even describe it, but you just, you just know. But when you get the confirmation, it's like, oh my gosh, wait, what? Yes. <laughs> Well, it was just so strong. And Mm -hmm. not only not only that the vision, like, it looked so real, like someone was holding a flashlight. And the the other thing, too, is I felt it physically, too. It was like, they were speaking to me. I don't I don't really I can't I don't have all the answers. But I can say that um, it did feel like I was stepping into something. Like I was stepping into the spirit or something i i don't know but um that's what's fun about god he he reveals mysteries well and so. that's that's the whole thing i mean jesus was able to step into different places i mean if you let let's even go back to yeah. when he was tempted in the wilderness you know he's out in the desert with with satan you know he's out there for 40 days and for 40 nights and then all of a sudden satan takes him to all these places well how did he get to those places did he step into different portals did he, was he actually translocated because it specifically mm-hmm. talks that he was here then he was here then he was there so he moved yep. but yet he was in the desert or the wilderness however you want to call it <laughs> you know but yeah but that's the thing and it's like you know philip he was just you know doing his own thing and then boop, he was gone so we can actually and you know, there have been so many people, I mean, they're coming out of the woodwork about spiritual travel, that sometimes it's in dreams. And yeah. sometimes we think it's a dream, but it's not. Because when it mm-hmm. happens, it's not like a dream. Because you're completely and fully aware of everything that's going on. It's not like a dream. It's completely different. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. So being able to see something with your spiritual eyes, that's that's different. I mean, I, I've actually prayed over somebody um, I did, well, I guess it was kind of deliverance, but I prayed over somebody and I broke the spirit of fear. When I did that, I saw these three snakes fall out of this person. 
And I saw these three snakes on the floor. Now, nobody else saw those snakes, but let me tell you something. I saw those snakes, and so I was doing a Mexican hat dance on these snakes. I was <laughs> stepping on top of their heads, jumping up and down, going, you will die. Oh, yeah. It was, but, you know, but people didn't know what I was doing. All of a sudden, I look like, what the heck is that woman doing jumping on? <laughs> because it looked like I was trying to kill a bug. But I saw these three snakes. So sometimes what we see is so real that we react. Mm-hmm. So, you know. It- oh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, well, I have, I actually have another, um, another story that, well, I have multiple, but, um, I, I have a friend who um, was having a hard time, and she felt like. Oh well, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the end. Hold on. Uh, sorry, I have to kind of recollect my thoughts. Um, I was at church, and I invited several friends to church, and um, and they all came. It happens, people. They all come when you invite them. So anyway, um, we there was altar call, and one of my friends from. Um, from high school, she she wasn't she I she wasn't the one that I invited. Um, she just so happened to be there, and I haven't talked to her in years. I think it's been like eight to ten years, and uh, and I see her across the way, and and I see um, in the spirit, um, like like I, I don't I don't want to say that it was I don't really know if it was the Holy Spirit, but it was angels, but something was pulling her. Something was pulling her to the altar, and then she started to walk to the altar. And, uh, and then I heard in my spirit, um, like, this impression on me. It says, go over to her and hug her. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I really don't want to. <laughs> and I actually kind of have a tip about hearing in the spirit. Um, I, I developed this, and it really helps me. Um, I'm going to jump out of my story really quick. I, I got issues. But um, so... With hearing in the spirit, I was having trouble with knowing if it was God, the enemy, or myself. And so I, I um, got a piece of paper out, and, and I started practicing praying and just, you know, just listening, listening to the Lord. And um, I wrote down, I um, drew two lines down the middle of the paper. And, and so that way you have three columns. So you have God on the head of one, and then you have enemy on the head of the middle one, and then you have self on the top of the third one. And so whenever I would pray or I have a moment, um, I, I did this in my prayer closet so I would get used to it. So now I can actually do it when I'm out and about and I don't need paper to do it. But um, it just helped me decipher like when God's speaking, when enemy is speaking, and when I am speaking. And um, I've noticed that when God speaks, it blesses another person. Or it's something that gives glory to his name, you know. And when the enemy speaks, it's something to kill what, what God is trying to inspire. And then, um, or it would be something planted out of fear. Um, but I've noticed, too, that um, whenever something comes from me, it's planted out of fear, too. So this is a perfect example back at the church. Um, my friend is at the altar, and the Lord's telling me, go over to her and hug her. And, um, and, and I was like, oh, I don't want to be rude to my friends. So that's categorized, you know, God spoke and said, hug her. So that's the first category. And then the second one is, um, uh, I, Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be rude to my friends. And, um, so that's the enemy trying to talk me out of it. And then, and then I spoke, I believe it was me because I said, um, I said, oh, I don't want people to think I'm crazy, or if I, I don't want people to think I'm holier than them. Like I talk myself down because usually when when it's your own spirit speaking, it's me, 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 me. You know, it's about your reputation, it's about your um, uh, uh, your history or whatever. And um, so I, I just can't stop thinking about that. So when I um, when she was at the altar, I never went. I, the enemy won, and um, I felt so bad. I repented to the Lord. I got home, and I messaged her, and I told her everything that happened. And I said, um, I just want to let you know that I was supposed to hug you <laughs> that morning. And um, the Lord really pressed it on my heart that He wants you to know that He does love you. He loves you so much that um, He's there every minute that you're asking you're asking for Him to reveal Himself to you. And um, there are... 
so many times he just wants to sweep you up into your into his arms and just hold you for a long time that it's just in um and then there was a lot more to it but I can't, I can't remember what it was it just kind of flowed out of me and so um she messaged me back the next day and she says you have no idea how much this helped me because I've been praying to the Lord for months now to um to reveal himself to me because um, I felt like he didn't love me anymore. I felt like I've done so bad in the past that he doesn't even want me anymore. And and I kept praying my prayers were turning into desperation. It was turning into, Lord, do you even hear me anymore? Like, are you there? Like, what have I done? What have I done? You know, and that's not the Father's heart at all. You know, and and when you come, when you see religion, you think you have to work for, you have to work for the Father's love. And um, the Lord wanted to use me that day to be be like, I'm going to come to you, you know. And um, but it 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 worked in the end. God got the glory in the end. But um, I've I've learned a lot that obedience is everything, you know. So no, I agree with. I hope I, I agree explained that. that great. <laughs> you did. You did an awesome. Sorry, that was confusing. No, no, that was perfect because obedience is what God looks for. See, people think yes. that it's that God is looking for somebody who's qualified. No, he can qualify you. He's looking for somebody who's obedient mm-hmm. to him. Because if you look and you go back into the Old Testament when he was dealing with the prophets, what do you see? And then they would tell him what they saw. They were being obedient to the question. You know, or go here mm-hmm. or do this. It was about obedience. Because if they weren't obedient, God can't use you. If you're not obedient, if you're yeah. if you're doing if you're on your own agenda, he loves you, has nothing to do with love, but he just can't use you. He needs obedience yeah. because when he says go here or go there, you gotta go. And that's yeah. that's one of the things that um that I kind of uh, one time one time the Lord told me to do something and I didn't do it, and I and he actually he scolded me. But, but like a father would. And, and just like you were saying, Melissa, he said, you know, he really was trying to deal with you to do something and you didn't want to do it and you felt so bad. You felt this, this mm-hmm. oh, tremendous, like, oh my gosh, I just disappointed. It was a conviction. Absolutely. I just disappointed my father. I did not listen. And the Lord actually said yeah. to me, he said, Lisa, when I tell you to do something, you do it. And the Lord also said to yeah. me, when I tell you to say something, you say it. And I think timing has a lot to do with it, too, because I feel like a lot happens behind the scenes, because um, if I would have walked over to her during the altar call and approached her and hugged her, maybe it could have it could have been an impact on someone else who's seen it, you know, and I just I feel like it stretches further when we do it in God's timing. You know, but I think God can, he can make anything happen. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. But you know what? Yeah. It's that question. Because if you won't do mm-hmm. it and he knows you, he knows your heart. So when you've already decided, nope, <laughs> he goes, okay, let me mm-hmm. go to this person and they'll go do it. Now, it might not have been what you were called to do, but there might have, like you said, been a, a chain reaction to what was going to happen. So he needed that other part to happen. Because he knew yeah. that your heart, remember, he sees our beginning and our end. He sees everything. So he knew mm-hmm. that you would turn. But he still gives us those choices. He still gives us that ability to say yes or no. But that doesn't mean that he's dismissed us or he's not going to try again. But see, when we're mm-hmm. just starting to learn, it's, we're learning. He doesn't, he doesn't condemn us for learning. Yeah. Because I guarantee he has so much forgiveness. Absolutely, like his, his heart. Um, uh, that's something I've really been learning. And actually, uh, I like to flip furniture. And this is actually something I posted a few days ago. Uh, I was really, I was really irritated because um, I was trying to get the right staples for the staple gun, and I had to go back in the snow, in the ice, <laughs> and go to Walmart and get the. Uh, the right staples for the staple gun. And um, as I was coming back, I'm like, I know I shouldn't be complaining because I have a lot of God conversations um, and especially by myself and stuff. But um, 
the the next day I I I started working on the project again, and um, the Lord pretty much showed me the like the walkthrough of what it's like for him, you know, and and he's kind of like the flipper. He's kind of like the refurbisher of us, you know. And so when I was working on my chair, you know, I had to I had to pull all of the junk off of it. I had to um sand it all down and make make it smooth. I had to um I had to get the right equipment for it. I had to get a staple gun. I had to get um I had to get new paint and, you know, and uh I had to create a design. I had to use um new fabric and um new um I don't even know what it's called, but the fluff that goes inside of it. So it's a cushion. I had to put new cushion in it. And um, I had, I'm completely changing it, but sometimes I have to do something different because that chair is different from the last chair I worked on. You know, um, it's, it's special and it's unique in its own way. And, um, and then now that I have the right equipment for it, it's, it's very adequate and it's, it's time consuming. Um, you have to put a lot of thought and you have to, um, I'm trying to have the right words, but, uh, you, you have to create, you have to create an idea. You have to, um, have imagination. And I feel like that's what the Lord's doing. And, and he's very creative too. So he's working with us because they're, you know, um, not going to the altar and hugging her. It's not the first time I said, no, I've said no on an airplane before. I actually said no yesterday. <laughs> and, 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 and I, the Lord's working with me. I think what it is is that he's confirming that what I'm hearing is true. And, um, and, and actually with the, I kind of saw, I guess I saw in the spirit for the airplane too, because, uh, I was, I was, I was sitting on the plane and I actually was reading praying medics book about seeing, uh, not seeing in the spirit, um, hearing in the spirit made simple. And, um, he has, uh, in uh, direction or instructions of like homework on the end of each chapter. So I read the end of the chapter and it said to um, take a minute and ask the Lord if there's something that he wants to tell you or, or something like that. I can't, I can't remember what the question was, but um, I was curious um, if the, the, the lady sitting next to me, um, what her occupation was. And so I asked the Lord what her occupation was and I saw her standing in scrubs with a, um, I know I'm going to say this wrong. Stethoscope. I'm really sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to say it. I'm not even going to go there. But yes, that was around her neck. And, um, but I was too scared to say something to her because, you know, it's awkward on an airplane for me. You know, if I say something and I make her feel uncomfortable, she's stuck with me for the rest of the flight, you know? And so, um, anyway, I, uh, I heard, I heard the Lord, like in my spirit say, um, that she's feeling guilty about something. And then that was it. And so finally I was like, okay, well maybe if I talk to her and she kind of gives me a hint, I can maybe say what the Lord told me and maybe it can go from there, but it never, it never really turned into that. But it comes to find out she is a nurse. She's a registered nurse. She has five children, three or five children and she was feeling feeling guilty because she was going on the first vacation in seven years uh, without her kids, with just her husband. And she felt bad because she was leaving her kids behind. And so when I heard her say that, um, I like I kind of I try to confirm it in her that there's nothing to be guilty of, and you know, it's 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 okay to take time for yourself to recharge, to be the mom that God called you to be. That's kind of what the conversation went. Um, but I just feel like there would be such an impact to be, you know, out of the blue, be like, you know, I was praying and God put this on my heart that you're a nurse and that you're feeling guilty about something. And, I, you know, if I was, if those things were true about myself, it would rock me. It would, you know, it would definitely prove to me for one, that God really hears my prayers and two, that he really exists. And then he can use people to touch my heart, you know, and, um, and that's why I just, I believe in prophecy so much and because it's, it's very powerful to use and it, every time that I actually follow through with what God has told me, um, I've, it made people 
either cry or open up their heart and say something that would they wouldn't normally say. Um, and and I hope I'm not talking too much, but um, I do have um, another example of that if you would like for me to share. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, great. This is one of my favorite ones because um, I ended up crying with the person. <laughs> I'm very emotional, actually, and I think that's the intercessor in me. But um, anyway, uh, I I go into a restaurant. Well, actually, before I even go into the restaurant, the Lord tells me to go to a restaurant and eat breakfast there. And uh, so we go down there. I take my daughter. It's just me and my daughter. And um, and I said, well, Lord, why why do you want me to go down to the restaurant? And he says, um, you need to pray for your waitress. And um, the next thing I said, well, what does she need prayer for? And then I didn't hear anything. Uh, I, I didn't hear anything for the whole car trip. Um, when I pulled into the parking lot, I kind of had an impression what it was about, but I wasn't sure. And uh, I, I sit down at the table. Um, we, we both sit down at the table. And um, sure enough, we have a waitress. Um, it's not a waiter. <laughs> And, um, so she, she gets my order and we were starving. We were actually eating breakfast at like 11 o'clock in the morning. And I forgot to pray. I forgot to ask her if she needed prayer. And I, so I repented and I said, Lord, I will make sure that I will pray over her before I leave. And, um, so when she gave us our receipt, my receipt, um, I said, ma'am, um, I just need to know if there's anything that you wanted to pray for because I forgot to pray. And, um, and I, I forgot to mention, um, while I was eating, um, I was having a little God conversation again, and I asked the Lord, what is it that she needs prayer? And, she, and he, he actually answered back and said, um, her daughter, um, because she's young. And so when I got the receipt, I asked her if she needed prayer, and her, her reaction first is what got me, is that her eyes, it looked like she was melting. It looked like she was spiritually melting. I don't know if I... Yeah, I saw it in the spirit. And um, so she looked like she was melting and her eyes got big and swollen up. And she said the exact same words God said. She said, my daughter, because she's young. And and I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. That was kind of the first experience that I had with like hearing it from the Lord other than one other time. But I, I didn't know it at the time because I didn't know you could hear from the Lord. And um, And so she... She explained that she's young. She, you know, she's going through that troubling teenage phase, and and um, she's shutting her out, and she's really worried about her. And I just, I was swollen up with her, so we prayed really quick to, for her, and um, and then that that was that. And what was crazy is two weeks later, God tells me to go back to the same restaurant, and and we sit down, and the Lord tells me, pray for your waitress for the same thing. It was a different waitress, but pray for the same thing. And I said, there's no way. There's Okay, it's just in my head now. I, I, I tried to talk myself out of it. But then I finally, um, I asked her if there was anything that she needed prayer for. And she said the exact same thing. She said, um, my daughter, because she's young. <laughs> and, um, and she said, she's going to the troubling phase. She won't talk to me. She, she moved out. She won't, um, she won't even return my calls. I don't even know where she's at, you know, and, and, and she was crying and swelling up and, and there was just something over me. And th- this is something that God's really working on. Cause I feel like if I didn't have a fear filter, I, I would be very more approachable, but I, I, I'm I'm learning that how I act is important just as much as the words that I speak. Like um, when when she starts to swell up and she's crying and she's spilling out of her heart, I feel like it's really important to approach her and and hug her and tell her, you know, God loves your daughter more than you, more than you do. That God loves her so much and all Jesus' desire is to sweep her off of her feet and just love her unconditionally. And and I can't help but to get emotional because I used to be that teenage girl. I used to be that little girl that would be frustrated with my parents, and I, I understood that my parents loved me, and they, they're there for me. And um, so so there's something that she's going through, maybe emotional healing or whatever, but I I wanted to be able to 
to do something like that, hug on her and stuff. So, but that was my story. Well, listening, I think, listening in the spirit. I think that all of the things that you've been talking about, Melissa, are they're beautiful. And I did the one thing that I I kept hearing, and I kept hearing it in my spirit. The Lord is just telling me. He's saying, Melissa, you hear me. You hear me. Yeah. You hear me. I hear it so. You hear me. You hear me. So don't be afraid of man. Because as you release one word, he's going to give you another. And he's going to give you another. And he's going to give you another. And you don't have to worry about what you're going to say because he has it. He has it prepared because you hear him. So just open your mouth Mm -hmm. and just let him flow through. Because you hear him. I've learned too. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Because I've also learned too that when I actually follow through... And I'm obedient on whatever he says. It always ends well. It's always something that ends with giving glory to God. It's always something that blesses another person. And and if I believe a lie that's telling me not to do it, then I've grieved the Holy Spirit because that's what the Holy Spirit wants so bad. Be in um, be in our will as well, you know. It's his will for us to be with him, but it's it's also our will. Our spirit is grieving for the Holy Spirit, you know? Well, and that's that's the whole thing, is that as we just let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit, that we just yeah. be the vessel, that we just let him fill our mouths with the things that we need to say, that we mm-hmm. let him be our hands, let, let him be our feet, as we just become just obedient to the calling and not so much worrying about where we're going. <laughs> I think that mm-hmm. you're going to start to see such a big breakthrough. And the other thing that I, I see for you, Melissa, is I, I just see that there's going to become a change. And, it, and it's really, God is going to teach you about ministering. He's going to teach you to not only release words, but to minister to the broken. Because there is, there's such a heart, because you already feel his pain, you already feel his heart. So, but there's such a shift that happens instead of just giving out like words of wisdom or words of knowledge, but in, in actually ministering and being that shepherd who puts... His- I have confirmation for that. Okay. <laughs> I do. Um, everything you said is totally true and it's already in the making. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it is good. Yeah. Um, good. I, I met I met um, a preacher. Pretty much how I found my church is I gave them my blog and I said this is what God has been doing in my life and um, I really hope that I can fit in your church and uh, so he called me he called me back and um, he said you know with the one story about seeing in the spirit it reminded me of when I saw an angel <laughs> and I was like. I was like, well, this is perfect. So I've noticed that the more that I open up and be honest, um, more people are coming out of the woodwork and, and opening up about their own experiences. And I think it's really important to be honest and open and tell people when you when you have a touch from God, it's important. Absolutely. But, um, Go ahead, continue. Yeah, but he has a, he, well, he has a, um, a class for ministry. Um, uh, oh, what is it? Leading, like a leadership Mm-hmm. kind of class and to help you with confidence and stuff. And um, he kind of took me under his wing and, and actually my family as well. And my husband really likes him too. And so we're just, we're testing the waters, but we're excited. Well, I'm just going to tell you that don't, don't worry about, cause God's, God has this. He's going to teach you himself. I mean, you can have, you can have a person teach you too. Oh yeah. Yeah. But this is what, but oh, what yeah. I was seeing, I was seeing coming from the Holy Spirit. Because quite honestly, there is such a difference. There's such a difference when you get a heart transformation from the Father. Because then you become like the shepherd. Because there are a lot of people who are pastors who don't act, who are not called to be pastors. They were called to be teachers or they were called to be evangelists. Mm. That's why the church Mm -hmm. is such a hot mess. Because the, the, (laughs) well, there aren't enough shepherds. 
there are think about That's it there true. are some pastors who are so amazing they're such they they but they're not maybe they're not good teachers but they're so amazing because they're pastors there's such a difference that's mm-hmm. the the fivefold gifting and so, you know, that's, but what I saw for you is I, I see that God's going to take you into this place of ministry. And I also, um, when going back to when you were talking about your, your friends, your girlfriends, I see uh-huh. you guys calling yourselves like moms on a mission <laughs> that, she, that you guys yeah. are going to actually just like pray and say, okay, what are we doing today? Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit's going to say, I want you to go to the park and I want you to go and bring sandwiches to these people or I want you to go to the mall and I want you to go and talk to teenagers or but it, it's going to be like you guys get together mm-hmm. but you have a mission and it's going to be like almost like mission accomplished every after every single meeting it's going to be completely I wish you could see my face right now I'm very excited uh-huh. I'm like, that's so true because mm-hmm. that's kind of our mentality when we were talking about it mm-hmm. so it's awesome so these are but these are the beautiful parts and that's why just like you I love prophecy I think that prophecy is so misunderstood I I think that mm-hmm. prophecy is so necessary because if you don't have a vision then how can you start moving into what God has planned? Yep. You can't. And it's just like you said in Habakkuk 2 too, make clear, write down the visions. You have yep. to write things down. You have to, people have to start journaling. And I'm, I'm terrible at this. I, I don't journal, but, but God has given me such a good memory that I can remember dreams. And then sometimes he'll say, okay, now you need to write that. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll write it and I'll just kind of, chart it down because it's so important it's just so important but the 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 greatest thing about this this whole testimony that you're giving is that it's not just that you heard these people but you actually stepped in to becoming these people so you you stepped out of the boat you stepped out of the boat just remember peter Mm -hmm. was the only apostle or disciple who got out of the boat Everybody else stayed in the boat. It's the people yep. who are willing to step on the water and start walking, even if it's just for a few seconds. Those yep. are the people who are going to see the incredible and things. And you got to keep walking. Absolutely. You got to keep walking. Don't look at the storm. Nope. Don't look at anything else. Just look at Jesus. That's Don't it. look at the depths of the sea. Nope. That was something I learned through um, with my eyes being healed mm-hmm. uh, because my eyes were healed. And once I started to doubt and listen to people with their negativity, um, that's when, that's when, um, my eyes took off of Jesus and I started to doubt. And then when I, once I got my eyes back on Jesus and I, I know his promises and what his will over my life is, my, my, his will over my life is to be healed, period. There's no more around it. So once I realized that, I passed the test with flying colors, like nothing was wrong with my eyes. <laughs> and the headaches, because so. you didn't mention anything about the headaches. Headaches are gone? Um, yes, I, I have not had a headache, um, but I have three times I can count since, um, oh, I'm not sure. It was about, this happened about six months ago, right? About that, yeah. And about six, that sounds about right. It's been about six months and I've had three headaches. Okay. It, I used to have headaches every single day. But I know exactly why I had headaches. Um, I ha- actually had a headache yesterday, but it was because I didn't eat all day. Okay. And I went to the grocery store, and I didn't have anything to drink either. So, okay. you know, one plus one equals two. Right, right. <laughs> so. But it wasn't, you know, sometimes yeah. hormones take a, a thing. But, you know, we can also speak to our body to come back into alignment of what God created us to be. So if there's something that's out of yep. alignment, we can just start to speak it into back into alignment (laughs) that's the big thing Mm -hmm. you know we just have to you know we just have to keep saying things have to go back into place back into the original way that that god constructed it the way that god designed it because as you were talking about the chairs you know he is the creator and i love the the fact that each chair is different because every person that god interacts with is so different and it's such a personal Mm -hmm. encounter And I just encourage not only you, Melissa, but for those who are listening, I'm really encouraging you to start talking to people. Start asking, just like Melissa did, start asking the Lord, Lord, do you have a word for somebody? Is there something that I can do? Because he will do it. There's a lot of people 
who don't know who Jesus is. There are a lot of people who have a misunderstanding about the Father. And all he wants to do is to go out and touch someone. So I, I just really hope that this interview has has really blessed you guys. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your testimony. Thank you so much for your for your beautiful email. And, and thank you so much for becoming my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you for accepting me, too. And I just I just love this journey that I'm on. It's wonderful. <laughs> well, he's going to definitely see it to fruition. So, you know, blessings upon you. You'll have to come back and you'll have to tell us about, you know, this mom's on a mission, if that's what you guys decide to call it. But because I just see mm-hmm. that God is going to take you guys on treasure hunts that you just can't even imagine. <laughs> I, I can't wait. And I will, I will blog about it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys have been blessed by Melissa's testimony. It is so blessed me. I hope that that Touch by Prayer has has gotten you guys excited, has shown you different things about God that you never saw. I thank you guys for listening and supporting the show. Just for an FYI for the women who are listening, I am actually hosting my first women's conference. It is actually going to be March 17th and 18th here in Basking Ridge, New Jersey. It is called Daddy's Girls, Walking as the Daughter of the King. We're going to have registration open, I think, by the end of this week. If not, the very beginning of next week, we'll have information. But if you guys can come, I know there are people who are coming from the north to south, the east and the west. And guess what? People are going to change. So just keep that on your calendar. Um, We have some exciting things coming up on Touch by Prayer. Thank you guys so much for listening. And just remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.